Welcome to the Hills Baptist Podcast. We're so glad you're joining us as we see Jesus glorified, lives transformed and hope revealed in the Adelaide Hills and beyond. We hope you enjoy this message. we as a church are joining into Missions May. For the first time in a very long time, we are joining multiple, most of the Baptist churches in our state um, for Missions May. And what that means is that we're gonna focus on what is God is doing in this world and what God is doing in and through you in this world. And this is so exciting. I think it's so important in life to not always be living in our small little bubble, but to sometimes just put our flippers a bit wider open and to be like, you know what? We are part of a much, much bigger picture. Don't you think? So we're gonna hear in the month of May from our different mission organizations that we are supporting. We will be hearing from the missionaries we are supporting and hear testimonies through them. And we will also preach on missions. And so this will officially start today because we will be talking today about the purpose of God's mission. And in the next few weeks, we will also be talking about the people of God's mission, the power of God's mission, and also about the posture of God's mission. So I hope you guys are excited as I am. Are you? That's good. All right. So let's dig deep. I just want to pray quickly as well before I get into it. Jesus, Lord, I thank you so much that you are a God who loves us, who cares for us, and a God who is on mission, Jesus. And I pray right now that as I speak your word, Lord, that you would speak in and through me, Jesus, may it all be to the glory of your name. Amen. Amen. So today's topic is the topic of the purpose of God's mission. I'm not sure about you. Maybe you have asked yourself the question in your life, it's like, what is the purpose of my life? What am I meant to do? I certainly had moments like this. And I was in conversations with some young adults only just recently who asked, well, I just don't really know what to do in my life. I don't know what the purpose is of my life. Well, today we're going to talk about the purpose of God's mission and your role in it. And so I pray that as you listen to it, that you would not be sitting here right now and being like, our ah, mission already shut half off. Not, nothing for me, no thank you. But that you would be sitting here with an open heart to reflect and think about what this means for you personally and in your life. That you would go out later on and be like, you know what, I may not be called to go to Kazakhstan tomorrow but God touched me here and this is what I'm meant to do. This is the purpose of my life. And we're gonna look at it and we're gonna wrestle with a few deeper and bigger questions today. We're gonna look at what is God's mission? Why is there a mission? And why in extra fact did God even create this world? There are big, big questions to, to wrestle with. So I hope you will be patient with me because my week looked like this too. I was just like, oh my God, now what is, Lord, why? <laughs> why? So I really wrestled with this. And I invite you to concentrate today a tiny bit as we wrestle through it all and to always place yourself in it of like, oh, wow. And, and that's how I fit into this wider picture of it. So the Bible is one book. It is God's scripture. It's an anointed scripture with the Holy Spirit pressed on it. It is God's book. 
It's got 39 books in the Old Testament and 27 books in the New Testament. And about 40 different authors put this here together. But it is one book. And it's a book about God's story, God's mission. And I think it is vitally important for us to understand the overarching theme of what this book is about. We so often use the Bible and open it and read one verse and, and bless it and use it and whatever. And it's all good. Amen. Scripture is meant to be used also like that. But we cannot lose sight of the overarching mission of what God is doing in his work. So what is God doing in this world and what is your role in it? We're going to wrestle this topic with four big W's. We're going to be talking about the why, the what, the where, and the when. Why did God create this world? What is the purpose of his mission? Where do we fit in all of this? Where does it leave us? And when is it going to be fulfilled? Let's get into it. So why did God create this world? We believe in a God that is 100% complete within himself. God did not create this world out of a need or out of weakness or out of any deficiency. Our God created this world out of a completeness and a strength and a love because he is 100% satisfied within his Trinitarian union. He didn't need anything else. Completely fulfilled. 100% complete. But that also means that everything he created has to come from him, but also cannot add anything to his character anymore because he is already 100% complete. So why did God create this world if he was already so fulfilled within himself? I give you the answer already in the beginning and then we wrestle with this. I believe God created this world for you to be in a relationship with him, to get to know him and to declare his glory. God did not need to gain any more glory. He, wasn't, he is not a narcissistic God who is sitting up, up there in the sky and is like, all right, now I'm just going to create lots of little human beings running around like little dots on this earth, shouting hallelujah, praise, glory, glory, glory to me in order to fill his cup. This is not who God is. God doesn't need you to do that. He's not like you and I. You know, we need sometimes compliments. You know, the book, The Five Love Languages. We need our cups to be filled. We often talk about in order to not burn out. We need our cups to be filled. God is not like this. He's already 100% complete. But everything he created declares his glory. And there are multiple scriptures about it in the Bible. It says in 1 Chronicles 29, 11, Yours, O Lord, is the greatness and the power and the glory and the victory and the majesty for all that is in the heavens and in the earth is yours. Yours is the kingdom, O Lord, and you are exalted as head above all. 
Psalm 19, verse 1. The heavens declare the glory of God, and the sky above proclaims his handiwork. Isaiah 42. I am the Lord, that is my name. My glory I give to no other, nor my praise to carved idols. And in Isaiah 43, it says, Everyone who is called by my name, whom I created for my glory, whom I formed and made. So here's the first point. God created us for his glory, to declare his glory. But he created us out of this absolute 100% completeness. That's very important to understand in theology. It's complicated Trinitarian theology. And the more you look into it, the more you understand that you do not understand. It is completely beyond human understanding. But this is the God we are believing in. So God created this world for us to be in relationship with him and to declare his glory. The second big W, what is God's mission? In order to wrestle with this, we need to look at a Latin concept, which is called Missio Dei. A Missio Dei pretty much means the mission of God. And that means that God's mission is to bring order, renew, and restore his creation and our relationship with him. This is God's mission. And this concept of Missio Dei also expresses that it is God's mission and not ours. It is his mission. And we are invited to participate into this mission. But before we come back to this concept, I think it's quite important for us to jump back in history and quickly have a look at what happened. So God created this world perfectly. And then he placed Adam in the Garden Eden. And he said to Adam, you are free to eat from any tree in the garden, but you must not eat from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. For when you eat from it, you will certainly die. Fast forward, Eve was created and Eve was tempted by the snake and she ate from that fruit. And that sin brought disorder into the beauty of God's creation in our relationship with him. Complete disorder. And this is the current state we are living in. We are living in a perfectly created world that is suffering from the consequences of sin. And the consequences of sin, they were massive. Firstly, there was a spiritual separation between humans and God. A big consequence. We couldn't enter his presence anymore from the beginning. Secondly, God has direct consequences that he verbalized for the woman and the man. He said to Eve, I will make your pain much worse in giving birth. You will give birth to children in pain. Yet your desire will be for your husband and he will rule over you. Then he said to Adam, because you have listened to the voice of your wife and have eaten from the tree of which I told you, do not eat from. The ground is cursed because of you. By hard work, you will eat from it all the day of your life. It will grow thorns and thistles for you. You will eat the plants of the fields. You will eat bread by the sweat of your face because of your hard work until you return to the ground because you were taken from the ground. You are dust. 
and you will return to dust. What a consequence. Another consequence was that the earth itself faced consequences. What once was perfectly created now had thorns. The animal world suffered. They were now in a different relationship to human beings. And the Garden of Eden was no longer the habitat of humans either. And what we can see after the fall in Scripture is a cycle of humanity living out their wickedness and their rebellion. We can read the story of Cain and Abel, the flood, the tower to Babel. So you may now be saying, that's great, Leona, what has this got to do with God's purpose and mission? And here is the thing I love. None of it, none of it was a surprise to our God. Nothing is a surprise to our God. He is an eternal God and he knows it all. And listen to this. Ephesians 1, verse 4 and later on in 6. God chose us in him before the foundation of the world and later to the praise of the glory of his grace. How amazing is that? So here's my understanding of it all. God was not surprised that humanity sinned. He wasn't. He didn't just create us out of his fullness, of his 100% completion, created us and then be like, oops, what happened here? Oh no, what do I do now? This was never been the case. This has never been the case. But from the, before the beginning of the world, God had a mission. He had a mission. He didn't just leave us in this mess. He knew what was going to happen and he knew the answer. He knew the answer. Miss your day. God had a mission from the beginning. He has a purpose within it all. In God's heart, from the very beginning of scripture, we can see he has always been to reconcile humanity back to him. Always. And not just Israel and the nation of Israel. From the very beginning, we could see that God's heart was out there to reach the nations with an S in it. It says in Genesis 12, 1 to 3, Now the Lord said to Abram, Go from your country and your kindred and your father's house to the land that I will show you. And I will make you a great nation. And I will bless you and make your name great so that you will be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you and him who dishonors you, I will curse. And in you, all the families on earth shall be blessed. God tells Abraham to leave his family and his home. Why? So he would be a blessing, a blessing to all nations. God sent Abraham because he has a divine purpose. A mission that will bless all people. A mission that will restore and reconcile from what is broken from the beginning of this world, from when sin entered. And God is on this mission. And all throughout the Old Testament, we can see scriptures that show us that God has never forgotten that he is on this mission to reach all of us. 
Malachi 1.11, the Lord says to Malachi, my name will be great among the nations. From the rising of the sun to the setting of the sun, in every place, incense and pure offerings will be brought to my name because my name will be great among the nations. Isaiah 56.7, the Israel will be called a house of prayer for all nations. And what happened next is something that humans could have never thought of. God sent Jesus. God himself came to earth. Because of God's grace and this moment on the cross, his mission was fulfilled. His grace, his glory was presented in all its fullness on earth on that moment on the cross. That cross reconciled everything that was broken, what was intended to be, was, was intended to be in the beginning of creation and was broken due to our sin. That moment on the cross, Jesus made a way. God is on a mission. And it also shows us that, that he planned this cross from the very beginning. It was not an afterthought. And God will fulfill what he has promised that his plan will come to pass. And that is completely beyond us. Like we are not in control over all of world's history. He is. He is. And he will make sure that his mission will be fulfilled. It says in Philippians 2, Therefore God has highly exalted him, Jesus, and bestowed on him the name that is above every name, so that at the name of Jesus every knee shall bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth, and every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord, to the glory of God the Father. So looking at all of this, we can, and knowing scripture, knowing that Jesus prophesied that he will come back to the final completion of his mission, also tells us that his mission is not done yet. The scripture is, is completed. This is the anointed word of God. But his story, his mission in this world is currently continuing. And we are a part of it. You are a part of it. So what is God's mission? It is God's mission to bring order, to renew, and to restore his creation and our relationship with him. We are God's instruments, invited to participate in his mission, and he has started it, and he will also complete it. A quote attributed to Howard Sittner puts it this way, it isn't the church of God that has a mission in the world, it is the God of mission who has a church in this world. Which brings us to our next big W. Where does it leave us? Where does it leave you and me? Well, what have you learned this far? Quick recap, just so it's really in your mind. We have learned that our God is 100% complete. He created out of strength, out of a completeness. He created us because he loves us. He is 100% love and he created us out of his love. Then sin entered. 
there were massive consequences, our spiritual separation and all the massive consequences of it all. And since then, God is on his mission to restore everything that has been broken back to him and to bring us back into a perfect relationship with him. We learned that the moment on the cross was not an accident. That God has known this from the beginning of this world, that this would happen. And that on that moment of the cross, that his glory was presented in all its fullness here on earth. That was the moment that restored what was intended to be at creation. In him, all the fullness of God was pleased to dwell and through him reconciled to him all things, whether on earth or in heaven, making peace by the blood of the cross, says in Colossians. So here's what it means for us. To participate in God's mission involves a personal salvation and to be reconciled to God. You need to make a decision in your life if you want to follow Jesus or not. You need to make a personal decision if you truly believe what happened on that cross. If you truly believe this, that this was the moment where our Lord himself made a way to reconcile the world back to him. That this was the moment where he made a way that we could be in relationship again with him. That this wasn't an afterthought. Do you truly believe this? And if you have made this decision in your life, then be in a relationship with him. And in whatever you do in your life, bring glory to his name. That's how you will participate in his mission. 1 Corinthians 10, whether you eat or drink or whatever you do, do it all to the glory of God. Matthew 5:16 Let your light so shine among men that they may see your good deeds and give glory to your Father in heaven. This is not a soft invitation. This is a beautiful but strong command that in whatever we do here on earth that we would bring glory to his name. And to participate in his mission, to take this invitation on and to be a part of it. To participate in his mission also involves reaching others for Christ. Jesus himself has given us this command in Matthew 28, 19 to 20. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you. And behold, I'm with you always to the end of the earth. God sent Abraham. God sent Jesus. And Jesus sends you. He sends you. He sends you to go out and to proclaim his name. He sends you to go and to be this living testimony here in this world to build his kingdom, to participate in all this. I believe that if you have a relationship with Jesus and this truth sinks into your heart, that you want to talk about it and share it with other people. 
I'm not saying it's easy for everybody. There's those people who can rock up at a supermarket and lift out a bottle of milk and the next thing they talk about Jesus to the person standing next to them. That's not all of us. Some of us, but maybe not all of us. But this doesn't change the command what Jesus has given us to go out and to make disciples. So I encourage you to personally reflect and think about how beautifully God created you. You and your personality. This is what he wanted in this world. And how within you, who you are, can preach the gospel of Jesus Christ in this world and make disciples. Can I ask you, how are you going with that? How are we all going with that? All of us here in this room are called to go. Some of us are called to go and be his disciples here in Adelaide. Others are called to go and go somewhere else into Australia. And there's some of us who may be called to go and live somewhere else in this world. God will tell you. Speak to him. But don't already give yourself the quick answer of no because you like to be staying in your comfort zone. Be open. Ask him. At least ask the question and listen a bit. And ask him where he wants to use you. And here's the thing though, is that it's not us at the end of the day who can make people believe, can we? And that takes the pressure off us again. It's not like that I need to be a superhero doing and participating and doing all of this in order to. At the end of the day, it is God's mission and he will open people's eyes to understand and believe in his name. And I had to learn this. I'm sure some of you too. When I was 20 years old, I moved to Africa and was on mission there. And at that same time in Africa, there was another German missionary. His name was Reinhard Bonker. Some of you may have heard of him. They called him the Billy Graham of Africa. And wherever Reinhard preached, hundreds and thousands of people believed in the name of Jesus. And I got so excited. I was like, oh, Lord, amen. So that's fantastic. Use Reinhardt over there. Use me over there. Somewhere else over there. Thousands of people get changed. Revival everywhere. You come back. Hallelujah. Amen. Done. What's the problem? We're reflecting now 20 years later. Firstly, I think, well, it was nice to see Leona's heart on fire for Jesus. And I actually think that's what it was. But... What I didn't understand was how his mission is so beyond us. He knows the timing. It's his mission. He knows when people are open to receive his name and when people are not open to receive his name. But I am called and you are called to go and to participate in his mission and to trust him. The burden is not on you. He is the one who is in control. Participating in God's mission also means standing up for justice in this world. If you get to know Jesus' heart, God's heart, you know that his heart is for justice. He has lived it while he was on earth. His heart is right for it. Proverbs 21, 15, when justice is done, it brings joy to the righteous, but terror to the evildoers. Micah 6, 8, that's a great verse to learn off by heart. What does the Lord require of you? To act justly, to love mercy, and to walk humbly with your Lord. 
This is what God requires of us. If you want to preach the gospel in the name of Jesus, you cannot ignore the circumstances people are facing. You can't go up, walk into a slum where people are starving and be like, well, Jesus loves you. And walk out again and be like, great, I've done well. This is not our Lord. That's not our Father. Luther preached justification by faith. But I believe that so many people listened and were changed by it. Because Luther at the same time also spoke up about the injustices that were happening in the society back then. He didn't ignore any of that. Amy Carmichael, another fantastic missionary, beautiful lady to the southern parts of India. She served the poorest of the poor with her hands and hundreds of people got saved. We can't ignore what is going on in front of our eyes and the people who are suffering around us. And just think if we just go quickly, pray for them and move away again, that our task is done. Jesus said in Matthew 25, then the king will say to those on his right, come, you who are blessed by my father, take your inheritance, the kingdom prepared for you since the creation of the world. For I was hungry and you gave me something to eat. I was thirsty and you gave me something to drink. I was a stranger and you invited me in. I needed clothes and you clothed me. I was sick and you looked after me. I was in prison and you came to visit me. Then the righteous will answer him, Lord, when did we see you hungry and feed you, or thirsty and give you something to drink? When did we see you a stranger and invited you in, or needed clothes and clothe you? When did we see you sick or in prison and go to visit you? The king will reply, truly, I tell you, whatever you did for one of the least of these brothers or sisters of mine, you did for me. Stand up for justice in this world and act justly as you live your life. Participating in God's mission also means that it involves looking and respecting after our creation. We were given a mandate in the Garden of Eden to look after his creation and we have failed. We have failed. And we need to make sure that we care for God's world and that in and through it that this would bring him glory. In fact, our mission should be that all of creation, to, to look at it, to live for it, to help it flourish towards the glory of God. This is what we are meant to do, that all the glory would be back to him. And the last big W we are talking about is when is it all fulfilled? Well, while Jesus was on earth, he told his disciples that this gospel of the kingdom will be proclaimed throughout the whole world as a testimony to all the nations, and then the end will come, Matthew 24, 14. As this is not the case yet, the mission is also not fulfilled yet. And you and I are still invited to participate into his mission. We are. So what is the purpose of God's mission? Is to restore everything that was broken in the beginning of creation and to restore it back to perfection, our relationship to be restored back to him. 
That is his mission. Romans 10, 14. How then will they call on him in whom they have not believed? And how are they to believe in him of whom they have never heard? And how are they to hear without someone preaching? And how are they to preach unless they are sent? As it is written, how beautiful are the feet of those who preach the good news. That doesn't just mean holding a mic here. That means you going out and be a testimony in this world proclaiming his name. How beautiful will your feet be? This is what it says. So having listened to all of this, what is the purpose of your life? And maybe stop asking and start living. In everything you do, glorify his name. And here's the thing though, and I love it, is that it's not just you who has the burden on your shoulders. Not just us here in this church, not just Hills Baptist. There's people all over this world who are participating in his mission. Have a look on the screen. Hey, Hills Baptist, we're on a mission for God together. Let's build his kingdom with love from Cape Town, South Africa. Hola, Hills Baptist. We are on a mission for God together. Let's build his kingdom. Love from Fiji. Hi, Hills Baptist. We are on a mission together. Let's build God's kingdom. Love from the Netherlands. Bye bye. together on God's mission. We're building his kingdom. Let's do it together. Lots of love from Madrid, Spain. from God together. Let's build his kingdom. Well, from Vancouver Island, Canada. Hey, Hills Baptist. We're on a mission for God together on his mission. Let's build his kingdom together. Greetings from the Philippines. Isn't this so exciting? Isn't it so exciting to see that when you open your flippers a bit and you see of what God is doing in the whole world, that he has a mission and this mission has a purpose and that this book, the Bible is holy, but we are still a part of his story and you and I are invited to participate into this mission. My prayer is for all of us that we would give God a big yes 
and that you and I would all reflect on how we can live our lives for his kingdom to see this mission completed. It says then in Revelation 7, that the day will come that after this I looked and there before me was a great multitude that no one could count. From every nation, tribe, people and language standing before the throne and before the Lamb. They were wearing white robes and were holding palm branches in their hands and they cried out in a loud voice, salvation belongs to our God who sits on the throne and to the Lamb. Amen. I'm excited to see what God is doing in and through all of us as individuals, as Hills Baptist, as the churches of Adelaide, as the Church of Australia and worldwide. And I just invite you to pray in how we can all be a part of it. Amen. Thanks for listening to the Hills Baptist podcast. If you'd like to partner with us in developing and equipping passionate disciples, who love God, love people and boldly share the gospel, you can do that at hillsbaptist.com forward slash giving. We pray this message has empowered you to live and love more like Jesus. Have an amazing day.